Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow Marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to the Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a Marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. So what's going on, Success Edge? This is Tyler McCart coming at you. Episode 170. All right. Yes, indeed. It is that time, guys. It is that time. I told you a couple episodes back that my wife surprised me and the surprise has manifested itself. (laughs) I am actually literally, literally as we're talking right now or as I'm talking to you guys right now, um, it is uh, Tuesday, I believe. Uh, Tuesday is about nine o'clock in the morning and I'm looking out my window here, actually my sliding uh, glass door, and I'm on the Atlantic Ocean. (laughs) I am on the Jesus Freak Cruise. Yes, so if you want to uh, go look up any pictures or anything like that of the cruise, I'm sure there'll be a lot of, uh, hashtag is actually uh, Jesus Freak Cruise. Um, So you can look up that hashtag and uh, check out some pictures. And uh, you can also go to uh, my Instagram, uh, you can go to my Twitter uh, feed as well and uh, look at any pictures uh, if you'd like to uh, do that. Um, got la- I mean, last night, last night I was able to um, go to a concert uh, that happened last night, uh, Toby Mac. Uh, Toby Mac did a concert last night, fantastic concert, uh, just anointed, uh, got to have a couple of pictures uh, with him uh, pretty intimately, which was awesome. Also, uh, there's going to be DC Talk. Uh, I believe it's not tonight, but tomorrow night on uh, Thursday night. No, excuse me, Wednesday night for us, for Amy and I. And um, and then I think the last night is... Uh, um, anyway, I can't remember who the last night is. Anyway... <laughs> This is awesome. Uh, thank you, Lord, for the blessing of the Lord and making us rich and add no sorrow to it. I mean, this is just a blessed life, guys, and there's nothing to be ashamed about it. And, um, man, if you're not saved, if you're not a uh, born-again believer, if you're not uh, uh, been adopted by the kingdom uh, into uh, the kingdom of the, you know, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I would highly, highly recommend you getting saved right now. Okay, <laughs> I can say that with boldness and confidence that it's better for you to be saved than not saved, okay? To be a citizen of the kingdom than not a citizen of the kingdom because there's just too many benefits. Too many benefits, too many things to uh, to just represent that. So, so what am I talking about today with you guys? This is definitely something uh, that I, I want to begin doing uh, a little bit more consistently with you guys. Um, you know, I read books, okay? Imagine that, Tyler McCart reads the books. And I read, a, uh, I, I don't know how many books I get through in a year. Um, I would probably say it's, it's definitely, it potentially might be over 12. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't sit there and cut to keep count. I just know I read a lot of books. Um, I try to be very consistent with my reading. And it's been a great uh, habit that was instilled in me uh, way back in 
goodness, probably when I started when I was about 24 years old, uh, that just reading every day, and uh, there's no telling how many books I've read over the years, and they're just, not, and definitely, I'll say this, they're not, they're not like, uh, you know, just these, uh, you know, novels. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't really read novels. They're more on the lines of, you know, um, either, uh, you know, books uh, on, you know, just uh, the kingdom or uh, books on, you know, how how to be a better father. How to, there's a lot of books. There's a wide range uh, of books. If you went into my iBooks uh, library on my iPad here, uh, you could see that there's a wide range of books from you know, uh, how to deal with people, um, you know, how to influence, influence people is one of the books in there. There's also books on the favor of God. There's books on, um, you know, how to know your, uh, you know, destined to reign, uh, how to see yourself as a, you know, um, you know, child of the most high God. There's just, you know, so many different books anyway. Well, I've just finished a book and that book is actually called heavy rain by Chris Vallotton. And, you know, I don't know if you know who Chris Vallotton is. Chris Vallotton is a, um, he's a minister out in uh, Bethel uh, Church in Redding, California. And um, I've been listening to his podcast, uh, oh, I'd say at least the last, um, you know, probably the last two years. And uh, I knew about Bethel. I never really uh, listened to a lot of Bethel uh, over the last, uh, you know, couple of years. But um, I, re- I always enjoyed Bill Johns- Johnson uh, as, you know, he's the head, uh, head minister uh, out there. But I really never, um, I never really got into, you know, his teaching or whatever. And it wasn't until I actually started listening to Chris Vallotton and I don't even know how I how I came across Chris, but Chris really did um, has really impacted me uh, on a lot of levels, and too many to name right now. But uh, I just finished reading his book. I've read several of his books. I've read um, goodness, I mean, I could name off several of his books that I've read over the course of you know these um, several several actually you know a year or so. Um, probably it's two or three of his books I've read. But this latest one I've uh, just finished up reading uh, called Heavy Rain. Now, I really feel like this book, in my, in my opinion, and I'm not going to go through, I'm just going to give you a book, uh, kind of a summary and my thoughts on the book, and I'm not going to go through, you know, everything in regards to the book. It's not going to be a detailed, you know, hey, this is exactly what it says here and, you know, so forth, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to sit there and read the entire book to you at all. But if you feel uh, led to go get the book, uh, I'd recommend it. Uh, it's definitely impacted me. It's uh, made me sit there and think about our roles um, even deeper as a uh, marketplace Christian, um, a person that is actually, you know, not employed by a church per se. Um, you know, the uh, basically not employed, but someone. That's uh, you know like myself. That's out in the marketplace. That um, you know walks out the doors of the church uh, of the church I go to, and I'm not back until the next Sunday usually. Um, sometimes I go on Wednesday nights, uh, but really that's the only time I'm back in the church. Uh, so you know what happens? You know Monday through Saturday, 
uh, of my life. Well, I feel like that, as you guys have heard me say this in, in multiple episodes, that what happens, you know, Monday through uh, really Saturday is just as important, if, if not more important, uh, than your one time you go to church and you punch your little time, t- time card going to church. And, you know, I feel like that we as believers in the marketplace have a strategic role in influencing society, cultivating society, not just being um, very passive Christians uh, that, you know, we are. I'm currently actually reading a book uh, by Ed Silvosa, and I've actually just started really, you know, diving into you know, some of the Ed Silvosa teachings, but, you know, his whole entire things that he's been saying, um, you know, I don't know why it took me a little while to read uh, Ed Silvosa's um, book, Anointed for Business, but I'm currently reading that book right now, and uh, that's really, you know, unearthing and giving me a lot of different perspective on things, but the whole thing with uh, Heavy Rain, though, kind of how it kind of plays into, into this is it really kind of touches the heart of Tyler, and I hope it touches the heart of you of actually uh, transforming nations. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, we have got to realize as Christians or really, you know, SEC, and, you know, I'm talking to you guys because, you know, there's, there's not like upteen thousands of you that listen to my podcast yet, all right? Um, you know, there's probably about 300 to you know, 400 of you on a consistent basis that listen to my podcast, which I definitely appreciate that. And I think that you're a very unique group um, in this season of our, of our podcast where that, you know, I believe that you guys are marketplace Christians that ha- do have this desire to want to impact, you know, your surroundings. You're, you're just not you know, yeah, you might be involved with a Bible study, you know, at your work. You might, you know, want to start up a a Bible study, you know, or a prayer group at your, you know, job. Um, But I hope, I hope that you uh, don't just see, you know, yourself as starting up this Bible study or starting up this prayer group. I know I've actually done this myself, um, (laughs) where that, Actually, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I started up this conference call on a on a, um, a weekly basis. We'd get together, and um, there was just a handful of us, uh, you know, that were believers on this uh, team uh, that we were a part of with you know this region that we had as far as the territory for our salespeople. And you know, we actually got together and prayed and uh, asked the Lord to bless our business, bless our books of business, and you know, uh, keep us from temptation or whatever, blah, 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 blah. And it was more for a support group. (laughs) Okay. It wasn't so much about, you know, um, you know, trying or the mode of uh, the main mode of it was no, or main intent was not to transform our, um, business per se, uh, you know, for the kingdom. It was more for support. It was more for, Hey, you know, please pray for me about such and such you know, thing that, you know, it goes well with me or, you know, hey, I'm, you know, struggling in this area right here. You know, that that was more of kind of what that, you know, uh, little Bible study or little uh, prayer group that I had uh, during that time. And hey, that's all well and good. I'm not sitting there denying that that's not good. 
But let me tell you guys that, you know, if we're going to transform nations, if we're going to transform society, you know, we've got to have more of a proactive role uh, as believers, as being more of a Joseph uh, in society, as being more of a Daniel in society, as being more of a, you know, um, you know, Paul or, you know, uh, just these different men, uh, you know, Jesus himself, uh, you know, to transform a nation, transform a, transform a society. And this is where this whole entire thing with Chris Valentin comes in, is, you know, this whole mindset that I want to kind of, you know, impart to you guys. You know, a lot of you guys know the, um, you know, you know the uh, Lord's Prayer. Lord's Prayer goes, you know, something like this where, you know, says, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, I want to stop and pause just with that one statement right there that Jesus says, okay, hey, you know, this is a prayer type prayer that I want you guys to pray, um, a model prayer. But I want you to understand that I want heaven to invade earth. Okay, let me just read this right here from uh, my notes that I've taken in as far as the book, uh, Heavy Rain. How does, how does heaven affect earth in a way that earth becomes like heaven? And what does it look like when God causes heavy rain of his Holy Spirit to be poured on all flesh? The answer to that uh, is subject to this book. May the Lord himself make these pages and commission you to change the world. So, you know, this whole entire book from um, Chris is all about bringing heaven to earth, you know, not trying to take earth back to heaven, you know, so to speak. But, you know, last time I checked in the book of Revelation, it clearly says that, you know, God's actually going to bring heaven down to earth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it doesn't say we're going all up to heaven. I, you know, another thing it says is that, you know, what What did Jesus come back to redeem? Well, he didn't come back to, he did come back to redeem us as people to bring us back into the family. But ultimately, we didn't lose heaven because we weren't even, you know, given heaven. All right. I know this might sound really wild to you, but, you know, thing on this is that we didn't lose heaven. So if we didn't lose it, we never, Jesus didn't need to come back and purchase that. What did Jesus come back to purchase? He came back to purchase our divine right here on earth to dominate, to have dominion, to replenish the earth. It wasn't so that, you know, we could all go to heaven. Yes, that is part of it, all right, that we can be, you know, sons of God. But what was the whole intent that when man fell, what needed to be restored was us basically expanding the garden and opening up basically ways for God to, you know, to work through us and to uh, expand his kingdom. Because that's the whole entire thing. You know, we're going to actually, on this cruise right now, I'm actually headed over to uh, the Bahamas. Well, the Bahamas, all right, the Bahamas used to be a colony, a colony of Great Britain, of the United Kingdom. All right, before it gained its independence. And guess what? Over in the Bahamas, <laughs> in, the, in the Bahamas, their primary language is English. 
And, you know, it's, you know, interesting enough, they, they do things, they have still have some of the same, you know, laws and everything like that of what their colonized, you know, society was. Okay, I'll get into this whole thing here soon, but let me keep going on down in this whole book. You know, one of the things that he talks about is, you know, if a lot of us believers, all right, are very similar to the prodigal son, and we've forgotten how to celebrate, we, and I'm just reading from this from my notes, we have uh, lost sight of our inheritance and replaced sonship with sacrifice and servanthood. Sacrifice and servanthood are important kingdom attributes as long as they, embra- as long as they embrace and don't replace family values. I mean, that's a powerful statement right there, guys, that we actually have a sonship, okay? I am a son of the Most High God. I am a son of my, you know, just like my dad, I am my, I am Dwight McCart's son. So I have sonship with him, yet there are attributes that I should have of, you know, sacrificing for my family, serving my family. These are attributes, but they don't need to be replaced with the family values, okay? If the church is going to be the tipping point of historical exploits, then we must identify old religious paradigms that are hindering the coming kingdom and then reposition ourselves alongside the Father to welcome the harvest uh, to come in. All right? Here's, here's kind of what happens here. There's another exploit. I'm just uh, more an exploit. <laughs> Excerpt that I'm reading that I actually had. To mirror heaven, therefore, the church must be built on family values, relational connections. This is why apostleship is so important. Apostles create covenant family relationships because believers are attracted to and through fathers, mothers, and family, not doctrine. Okay, and I'm going to get into what's the whole apostleship uh, thing right here in just a second. Okay, we must. This is another excerpt from the book. We must uh, emanate who God is through cutting edge kingdom insights. Okay? We must stop reflecting the world's outdated, stale philosophies and strategies that, for the most part, are simply repackaged traditional mindsets. So, here, here's the thing. Within, within the kingdom, all right, within the kingdom, there, we have to stop looking to the world Stop looking to the world as, you know, these great thought leaders or great people. Like, you know, you hear people talk about Steve Jobs as a huge innovator. You start, you hear about um, people like, um, um, you know, Michael Dell of Dell Computers. You hear about people, um, you know, Steve Jobs or, or Bill Gates, all right, you know, or Elon Musk, okay? All of these men are awesome Yet here's one thing they haven't they they all have in common. To, to my knowledge, to my knowledge, none of them have the Holy Spirit. Okay, that's I'm, that's just my observation. It's just an uh, observation. I don't believe that any of those guys um, are saved. All right, are born again believers. Okay, that's just an observation that I've made. All right, I could be totally wrong on that. I hope I am. 
and I hope they get saved and come to the kingdom of God because I believe that they would see that, man, it's a whole lot better being saved than not saved, okay? But why, what, what, what's happening with that is that sometimes, you know, we as believers start only looking at these men who are great thought leaders and say, you know, let me take some of their ideas and, you know, implement them in the church. And, you know, so, which is not a 100% bad thing, guys. But look, if we're led of the Spirit, we'll have cutting edge kingdom insights. Okay? Let me keep going. So, an apostleship culture, I'm going in the excerpts right here. An an apostolic, no, an apostolic culture deals with deception primarily through relational accountability, spiritual discernment, rather than intellectualism. For example, when it, for when the apostle is the in the early church struggled over doctrinal issues, they compared their understanding of the scriptures with their experience in God in order to come up with their conclusion about the truth. So, you know, here's the thing, an apostleship, what it what is an apostle? Because Jesus, you know, basically called his disciples an apostles, right? He, it was a Roman terminology at the time, okay? And this was a terminology that was given to the apostles because in Rome, what they would do, and this is important for, for this whole entire book because he talks about the, this whole entire apostolic, you know, um, you know, movement is needing to take place. And I believe, I see, you know, more of an apostolic anointing, you know, being on people uh, in the marketplace. And I'll, I'll tell you why I see that in just a second. But, I, and I want you to set this up with this way, okay? So an, an apostle, what was an apostle? Great question, Grad Jazz. Where'd that word come from? So an apostle in a very simplistic form, the Roman Empire back during Jesus' day, this is before Jesus even actually was even born, um, we're basically conquering the world, okay? Taking over. They would go in and uh, take over a society, take over, take over a, a, new, a nation, dominate them, and so forth. But what they were realizing is even though they would be taking over these places, they never could seem to, there was just something about the, these people would just revert back to just being the culture, the society, the laws that they would normally have. Well, the Romans quickly said, okay, we've got to change this, and we're going to change it this way. We're going to send apostles, all right, to these areas. And what these apostles would do is these apostles would actually go in and begin to teach the Roman way of doing things, you know. um, And, you know, this is the whole adage um, you know, that you might see. But apostles developed <clears throat> principles of training, equipping, and deploying. I'm reading in here uh, to radically affect or radically alter society. The primary message of apostleship is that the kingdom of God is at hand and their main, and their main strategy is to demonstrate the raw power of God in the darkest places of the earth. The, so I know I'm kind of jumping around a little bit with this, but this is just very important, guys. Is that you 
an apostle and it's translate and translated you know in the Greek word is, is called sent one someone that's actually sent to actually uh, come in and actually you know change that society to being more of a Roman society well because you are an apostle all right in the marketplace and here's where I'm going with this about the whole entire apostleship thing you're strategically placed I believe as a apostle, a sent one in the marketplace to transform that business, transform that company, transform, you know, uh, whatever you put your hand to for the kingdom of God, okay, to where you affect the atmosphere in the whole entire uh, area, okay? That's, that's the whole entire thing with this whole apostleship thing. And, you know, I don't have time to go into any more details about what the book covers, but I want you to get that, is that the way that we will impact nations is more on the lines of thinking on the lines of, I'm going into an area to affect. I'm no longer, I, I'm excited about waking up to my job on Monday morning, or I'm excited to wake up you know, on Monday to do whatever work or assignment that my God has got assigned for me because I'm a sent one. I'm an apostle. And, you know, we have got to change, change our mindset from, you know, thinking, ah, you know what, you know, this whole world's going to hell in a handbasket and change our mindset to thinking, you know what, guess what, we need to affect society for our children's children's children three deep guys three deep all right we need to be thinking you know that down the road our children's children children will sit back and look at you sec listen we'll look at you and say you know what so and so made the way for us here are stories about you know john about david about uh you know, Susan about, um, you know, Mary, whoever your, whatever your name is that's listening to my podcast right now, that those, your children's children's children sit back and look at, you know, people that were some of the transformed society, that transformed the area that you are in, that will tell stories about what you've done, okay? And this is the whole entire thing, you know, it, in the book, Heavy Rain, he goes and talks a lot more about different specific things. You know, some of the stuff that I think, you know, is great. What he talks about just didn't, didn't pertain to, to me at all. Um, so there wasn't, a, you know, there were certain parts of the book that were like, okay, that's great, Chris. Appreciate you putting that in there. You know, and there were no highlights in about, you know, five, six chapters that he had. But this whole entire apostleship being a sent one, transforming society, you know, I believe that as a marketplace Christian, you are strategically placed to transform that area. The way you do that, here's, here's where I'm going to end up on this. I'll stop. The way you do that is you're led of the Holy Spirit. That's as simple as it gets. You're led of the Holy Spirit not to sit there and think about, you know, hey, I'm going to start this prayer group. Because I want support, I want, you know, not to fall, 
you know, I don't want to fall into temptation or whatever. That's, those things are great. But you form, you know, a, an alliance with other believers and you say, you know what, guys, we're going to be the best this company's ever seen. We're actually going to transform this company. We're going to bring in more sales, more opportunities. We're going to be the most uh, proficient uh, product development, research, whatever your role is in the company you work for or the business that you own. We're going to be the best, all right? And us being the best is going to, guess what, influence this company. It's going to help it raise, and it's going to raise us up, all right, as, you know, as individuals within the company. And guess what? It's going to give us influence to be able to influence uh, the CEOs, the CFOs, the people that run the company, or even the, you know, raise us up in front of great men and women, you know, that have a lot of influence in your city that you live in. And guess what? When you start doing that, guess what? Cities, societies start to change. Because when you have success, when you have, you know, God-given success, that anointing on your life, guess what happens? People want to listen to what you got to say. Yep. That's what happens. Can't, I mean, you look at Joseph. <laughs> Whenever everybody didn't know what to do with the... Uh, with Pharaoh's dream, there was one guy that said, hey, I know a guy, <laughs> right? And that guy was actually Joseph and came all the way from the pit to the palace, all right, and influenced a whole entire nation because of the anointing and the success that he had prior to of, anoint of interpreting another man's dream. So... SEC, if you want to, go read the book. I think you'll get a lot out of it, and um, you might get even more out of it than what I have said. But, um, yeah, I think this is good for me to be able to kind of come to you guys with reading of the books that I'm reading right now. Um, and if you see fit, go for it, okay? So, SEC, if you want to partner up with me, uh, welcome you to do that. Uh, you can go to patreon.com backslash Tyler McCart, and uh, you can uh, partner up with me. Uh, by actually sowing seed into what I'm doing here. And I really appreciate uh, the people that have actually are considering that right now. And if you feel led to, by all means, more power to you. Do it. Um, but know this, guys. Know that you're blessed. You're highly favored. You're empowered to prosper. You walk in divine health. The spirit of breakthroughs on you guys. And guess what, guys? We'll catch you on the other side.